We have a really fun episode for you today. We are talking with Jen Smith, who is a co-host on the Frugal Friends podcast, and we're talking about spending. Um, she walks us through her journey a little bit when it comes to what put her into this world of uh, frugality, and she explains it's it's not being cheap, it's just being intentional about how you spend money. So we thought this would apply to all of our listeners, anyone that's close to retirement, making that shift and thinking about how they're going to spend uh, she's got a lot of good knowledge for us. Yeah. I think a lot of times people, first of all, don't like the word budget and that's not what we're talking about today, but we have a lot of our clients who tell us that they are frugal and we know that frugal can be different things to different people. But what this today, I think what's, what's such a benefit from it is, is that it really does help us to think, what does it mean to be frugal and how do we do that? And does it mean we're not going to get what we want, by the way? It just means maybe thinking a little bit different. And for folks that are close to or in retirement, they have to think about their spending plan. Merce and I talk about the spending plan all the time. We have a whole chapter in it in our book uh, about spending. So spending is important. How do we do it? How do we make sure we don't run out of money throughout retirement? That's the core here. By the way, if you're listening to this and you would like to get uh, it in uh, a written form, you can go to our website, which is pomwealth.net. Go to the blog page. We have a, an article, blog article written on this particular topic. Also, if you would like to have a conversation with myself or Merce, you can go to the website, top right-hand corner, click on the schedule call. Our calendar comes up. You can look at the calendar, schedule a call. It's free. There's no obligation. We'll just talk and we'll answer any questions you have. And if we can help you, great. If not, we'll give you somewhere else you can go to get some help. But before we get into this episode, we have a quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to our Secure Your Retirement podcast. Merce and I are very excited today. And, and, you know, we get to talk about different things. And we always, we remind people that in our show, we really are trying to always break it, the show down into three categories. And I really think today is a couple, coming up, combine a couple. We talk about money, we talk about legacy, and we talk about um, lifestyle. And today we have a special guest on Jen Smith from a very popular podcast called Frugal Friends. And uh, we're going to talk about what it means to be frugal. So that's kind of money, but I think it's going to also affect the lifestyle of how we deal with uh, our, our lives. So uh, this is Jen Smith with us today. Jen, thank you so much for coming on and, and having a conversation with, conversation with us around frugality. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I love talking about how frugality is more than just money, that it does encompass your entire lifestyle. And that doesn't have to be a lifestyle of deprivation, but it can just get you more of the things that matter most to you. Yeah. Hey, real quick, could you tell us, uh, before we get into all the questions around food, how did you come about having a podcast on being frugal? Like, 
You, yeah. you, it's called frugal friends. Like, how did you what 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 occurred to ever for that to ever happen? That was gonna be my first question too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the simple answer is that I love alliteration, uh, and so frugal friends just really rolled off the tongue for me. But I think what gave me the courage to do a podcast about frugality is that I lived the experience of learning how to become frugal. So I I grew up like with a very middle class you know, get everything as cheap as possible by the generic brands. And that to me was frugality. But then I went to college and grad school and I racked up $50,000 of student loans. Uh, and I was going to Starbucks all the time. I was shopping at TJ Maxx, whenever yada, yada, making all those decisions, but still thought I was frugal because I was buying generic brands, uh, at the grocery store. And so when I got married and we, we decided to um, pay off all of our student loans, which combined was $78,000. That's when I started on this journey to learning how to not just buy the cheapest thing, but actually be intentional about my purchases uh, and, and learn how to keep that going sustainably. And we were able to pay off our student loans in two years. Mm, excellent. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. That's a really good story. Um, you know, I grew up uh, like that, that classic first generation American type of story. So we, we, my family came over with, with nothing. And uh, I grew up in more of that kind of, we don't have any money type of mindset. So we got to be very, very careful about every financial decision we make when it comes to eating out to, you know, buying clothes to all these different little things. So I grew up into, into a world of, you know, there's, it, we don't have the money. So we got to be very careful with every decision we make. So that has carried me into my lifestyle and, you know, things are good now, but I still think about that every single time I'm going to swipe the card or something like that. So I think it's a really good habit to have in place. Um, and especially like with the younger generation, a lot of them are coming out of school with significant debt. And if you don't find a way to tackle that, or don't find a plan around that, um, you can, it can really snowball on you, but for, for us, the, the clientele that we work with, uh, pretty much close to retirement or already retired, uh, they are in a different mindset of, you know, they probably had some really good earning careers in their lives. And, but now they're going through this mind shift of they got to start spending their own money. They don't have an employer that's giving them a paycheck anymore. So uh, the, the, the stress starts to come in around all of these decisions that used to be very easy ones. And so when we're talking about frugality, um, one of the questions that I, I would like you to kind of discuss is, you know, how is, how is frugality different in your mind from saying being cheap? Cause I, I think there's a big difference there. So what, what, what's your take? Absolutely. And I think a lot, I mean, I'm, I'm so pleased. I don't have to sell any of your listeners on frugality. Everyone's already on board, but it does when you're making these big life shifts, you kind of have to like redefine what frugality is to you. Uh, and so I'm sure a lot of people have come to this like impasse where, and I, I'll, I use the shopping at the mall or, or at target or something like as an example, like you want to buy some new clothes and you have the option. You can spend $50 on a t-shirt that's sustainably made. It's made well, and it's going to last for a really long time. And it's in a color that will never go out of style or you have the option uh, to buy a $10 t-shirt that is, you know, much more quote unquote affordable, uh, but may 
it may not be in style in two years and probably in five years won't even be wearable. Uh, and so that's kind of our, when we look at, that's the kind of physical example of frugal versus cheap. We choose quality over price essentially. So frugal is something that will, will last. It will stay out of a landfill. Cheap is something that may take advantage of maybe the workers who created it um, or other people that you can't see. Uh, so it's like mooching off of people. I, I know some people think that's what frugality is, is just being the person who like gets, you know, gets the things, all the things at the restaurant and then makes, tries to make other people pay for it. Uh, so frugality is just being a conscious and good steward of your resources while being cheap um, is essentially just trying to weasel your way out of paying for things that you're consuming or maybe taking advantage of somebody else's resources. I, I love that analogy of the, um, the buying the little bit more expensive shirt, but knowing that it's going to last. I, I live that situation all the time where I, mm -hmm. I like going to TJ Maxx and Marshalls and stuff and I'll buy a shirt and I'm buying that shirt knowing that I'm probably only going to wear it once or twice because what ends up happening is you try to wear it the second time. And well, that shirt now is like a little bit tighter on the arms and, and you're like, have my arms gotten bigger, but it actually <laughs> the shirt's just gotten smaller uh, and it just doesn't hold up. So I think, I think that's great. Yeah. And you don't think about it, but it does, I mean, doing like buying things that end up in a landfill in, you know, less than five years, it's taking advantage of your city's resources because that garment will sit in a landfill somewhere. It's definitely probably taken advantage of somewhere along the supply chain getting there. It's taken advantage of someone. Uh, so you just have to think about the, the journey your purchases take, uh, before they get there. And then after they leave you. Yeah. So one of the things that we do when we first begin a relationship with somebody is we ask them to break their spending down into three major categories. One is their essential needs. So this is what you've got to have no matter what you, 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 you got to have a light, you know, you got to have, uh, electricity. So we're going to pay that bill. You're going to have a place to live and we've got to have food. So we call those our essentials. And then we tell them, ask them to then now break apart what they want. So what are their wants? And that could be whatever it is. It could be, I want a new car every five years, or I want to go on vacation, or I want to, you know, uh, help my grandkid go to college. Um, and then the next area is what we call giveaway money or legacy money. So I'm going to give it to the kids after I pass, or I'm going to give it to uh, charity, whatever that might be. So what, a lot of folks, when they first come in, it's, it's kind of, you know, when I think when people work or whatever, and they just have money coming in and even though they're saving, it's hard for them to say, I don't, I don't really know how I spend money. So one of their homework things is they got to come in to us and we ask them to break it down. Like what are those three? And the ones we care about the most are the essential and the wants. And that helps us to know where we're, how we're going to build out their retirement plan and look at that spending part. So how would you say to somebody as you're talking things through, if they're looking at it, because let me just say this, sometimes we have a person that's sitting in front of us and let's say that they say, Hey, here's how much money I'm spending. This is what I want to spend. And I really want to go ahead and retire early. And we say, well, when we run the numbers, you can't afford to retire and spend that much. So you have a couple of choices. One is, is you get a part-time job or a job. 
Uh, maybe it's not the same career you're in now. You retire from that. And then the other category is you look at your spending plan and you lower how you're spending money. And so sometimes it comes down to lifestyle. Like, nope, I have so much stress right now. I need to stop working at this particularly stressful job. And I'm going to, I'll cut my spending in order to do that. So what are some of the things that you think about when it comes to saying, because I, I, I know, I know that you talked about these times where maybe you weren't frugal and now a person is frugal. So can you talk about that shift? What does it mean to say, oh, I was just spending money without thinking that where now I'm going to put my mind to work and I'm going to actually be frugal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As adults, we, we hate the idea of being told what to do. Like that's for children. And so sometimes people want to spend what they want to spend because they don't want a, a budget or a person or anybody telling them what they can and can't spend on. But when you are looking at it in a way that is, I'm actually you know, buying my freedom and I'm telling myself that I want this more than I want to spend on this, then it can become a little easier um, to make that shift to frugality. And I love how you described it as essentials and wants, because sometimes I hear it as like fixed and discretionary. And we try to tell people like, no, expense is fixed. Anything, any expense can be changed or lowered. It may be like last resort. Maybe I don't want to leave my house and lower my mortgage, but it's still a possibility. So I love that it's essentials and wants. And when you can focus on getting your essentials to be lower, maybe the things that you need to live, but you don't really value so that you can spend on your wants without guilt and that you actually know what you want. And it's not just, you know, scrolling late night on TikTok or Instagram or Amazon and, and letting advertisements and, you know, your friends, other friends that you met one time, you know, tell you kind of what to want. When you can realize what you want from life, it can make the transition to being more conscious about your spending uh, easier and more welcomed. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I, I was going to bring up, um, you know, in the world of social media and, and, you know, our clients are on Facebook and Instagram all, every single day do, too, because they're keeping up with not only their friends, but their kids and grandkids and what they're up to. Mm -hmm. But the, that's the, that's the plus side of it, right? The social media aspect of it. But the other side of it is all the advertising that is now following us around and, and kind of leads to this, uh, somewhat. And I've been, I've experienced it too, this impulse to just go buy it because, you know, it's on our, our favorite, we're following this person and they're wearing it or they're, they're using it. And it shows up all the time, every time we log in. So how does, how do you, how do you combat that when we're trying to be, you know, um, uh, thinking about what we're doing and, and being frugal, if you will? Yeah. I mean, it's really, there's no secret. It's, it's just kind of like developing systems and habits 
to put barriers between you and purchases. So like uh, the number one thing that, that we tell our listeners to do is figure out your core values. What do you value most? And for us, that's, I mean, not necessarily like family and friends and um, stuff like that, but it's, it's just like, who makes you, you like everybody wants to have relationships. Everybody wants to value their family. So like, yes, but how do you show up there? And so when you can really identify your core values, then it becomes easier to say no to things that maybe lie outside of it. Um, where it becomes a little harder is when we become maybe emotionally like triggered or we're stressed and we're not at our best. We're not making our best decisions. And so in there, it's just putting up actual like barriers. So I took Facebook off my phone. I'm about to take Instagram off my phone. Um, it's not going inside stores that have things that I really, really like when I'm maybe stressed or um, upset. So it's, it's just saying no and creating these actual physical barriers uh, for, and there are apps like the iPhone can prevent you from opening an app after a certain time or after so many hours of being on social media. So it's actually putting these barriers into place that can stop you from making bad decisions when maybe your willpower is depleted, um, at certain times of the day. So I guess if we had to think about this, if I'm, let's say I'm trying to think about all this and I'm thinking about my values and I'm thinking, you know, using what you're talking about, do you kind of have like, I don't know, a strategy or maybe kind of like, what's my first steps to start thinking that through. So if I'm, if I'm, if I'm trying to move toward being more frugal, I'm trying to move toward this like free spending. And I just don't know how I even spent all my money this month, but it's all gone. And you know, now I'm, but I now need to observe it and, and think about it. Cause that's honestly our client. Our client is not necessarily spend all their money, but they have money coming in and they're not scared because they have a paycheck coming in next week. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden they become retired and they go, Whoa, if I don't do this right, I'm going to run out of money. And who wants to run out of money when you're, you know, not, not at the end of life. All right. You know, people always mm -hmm. tell us, you know, jokingly, I want to die and bounce my last check on that day. Well, I mean, that's kind of their thing, but nobody wants to be broke and still alive. Right. Mm -hmm. Because now it's like, okay, now I can't do anything. And the number one fear a retiree has more than any other fear is running out of money. So they're very conscious about how do I do this? So I'm kind of just saying, what are, what are some suggestions you have for a person to actually start doing an analysis of their spending and start to look at the picture in a different way? Yeah. So we have, um, something that we call the radical middle method. And it's because every, everybody else likes to use extremes. It's either like extreme, like non-spending eating beans and rice couponing or extreme spending where it's just make all the money you can and, and hoard it all up and just work forever. We like to be somewhere in the radical middle because it's not popular. It doesn't make things go viral, but, uh, it is more sustainable. And so the first part of that is, uh, actually it's not making a budget. It's actually figuring out what you want from life. Uh, so it's creating like a life plan. And I'm sure you go over this with, with your clients, but it's figuring out not just what you want, but like, what does your partner want? If you have one, like what does your, what do your kids want and your grandkids so that you can kind of align your life plan because you can make, you, you can make a plan and be like, oh, I want to spend all this time with my grandkids. But if 
your kids want to like become digital nomads and, and travel, then that throws a wrench in your plan. So it's having these conversations first with yourself, maybe hard conversations. Like if you've been living, um, a life, like maybe to please other people, or if you've really invested in your kids and now they're out of the house and you have to figure out what you like to do or, uh, having hard conversations with yourself to figure out what do I want from the rest of my life? Um, and then conversations with the people who you want in the rest of your life. Um, and so after having those hard conversations, we do, we promote a lot of journaling. Journaling is like really healthy to sit with your thoughts and like dig in, um, and then kind of correlate all that with your core values. And so we, I think my favorite question we ask people is like, what do you want your obituary to read when, um, you know, after the day after you die, like, what do you want it to say? Cause that's going to be a big indicator of what your core values will lean towards, um, and maybe what you want out of your life. And then just start subtracting things that don't align with that. That's kind of the easiest way. You don't have to dive head first into like making your life perfect, but just start subtracting things that you know are clearly out of alignment with where you want to go. Yeah, I think it's a lot to think about and not not a transition that I imagine happens overnight. Um, mm. But Jen, thank you for your time today. I, I think this is a really, really cool topic and we appreciate you coming on. Uh, if someone wanted to learn more about, you know, maybe your podcast, you got your teachings, uh, tell us how they could do that. Yeah. So we, uh, release a podcast episode twice a week, uh, just helping people get control of their spending. Cause people who feel like they're in control of their life, uh, tend to live fuller lives. And so this is just one area that, you know, we can help people is get control of your spending and, uh, spend better. And you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, just search Frugal Friends Podcasts. Very good. Well, we'll make sure that we put uh, all the information in our on our webpage where we have this uh, hosted as well as in our show notes and wherever people find us. So thank you so much, Jen. We'd certainly appreciate you taking time out of your day to talk to us about a great topic, and that is being frugal. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.